Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. Obviously, a Star Wars episode, episode 393. As we get closer and closer to that epic 400, number 400, we'll get to there eventually in the uh, coming weeks and months. But this is the Star Wars episode. We ended up having two books come out this week, but because there aren't any Star Wars books next week, we decided to split things up. Me and my man Matt talked about Star Wars this week, and then next week we'll talk about Darth Vader in That landscape of books, they end up having some delays with some of these. They have a wacky scheduling. Hopefully that can get nailed down because we have a couple books coming up in the future, like the Obi-Wan miniseries and things like that. And hopefully they can get that you have at least one book a week. That'd be nice, right? I think so. But before we get into all of that, me and Matt talking, let me remind you to go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. Go to our website. WeirdAscienceMarvelComics.com to get written reviews of books each and every week. Go to our Instagram, which is Weird Science Comic. And then finally, go and check out our Patreon. Our Patreon account is patreon.com slash weird science. Easy enough there. And we have a, a ton of shows, some say a plethora. And one of the big shows that we do each and every week is our Marvel Comics Patreon only spotlight podcast that comes out Thursday night where we talk about two of the books that come out that week. They are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew er, er, in a poll on Patreon. So each week we put a poll up with all of the books listed. They end up beep, boop, boop. They pick what they want, and then the two winners end up being featured on that Patreon-only spotlight. This past week, they ended up picking Electra number 100 and Captain Carter number two. So we ended up talking about uh, those two books at length. An episode with those two that came in just over an hour long. It was an hour and one minute long, to be exact. So, yeah, you can check that out. We kind of, you know, try to have a little fun with it, relax a little, do a little more talking with the two books on the Patreon spot. Like, give the uh, Patreon subscribers a little something extra. So that's one of the things. There's some other things. Me and Matt, who talk about the Star Wars stuff and are going to in a minute, me and him end up talking about Secret Wars this week we had a Crisis Power Hour, the comic book Crisis Power Hour podcast that we talk about different big events from both Marvel and DC switch off each week. And this past week, we ended up finishing up Secret Wars. Secret Wars number 12 went through all of those. So that's there waiting for everyone. A ton of things just waiting for people to listen to if you go over to the Patreon. It'd be nice. You can give us a little, you know, a little solid little help it gets us enthused it does but with all of that said and done we're here to talk star wars and that's what we're going to do right now i'm going to go off me and matt talking about star wars number 22 all right now i'm here with my man matt what up matt what up what up and as we probably already said we are going to be dealing with star wars number 22 this week even though we also had darth vader come out but we're going to do that next week because there are no star wars books Next week in this weird scheduling, even when you get to the end of this, you keep having this like, you know, coming up in March and you're like, we're, we're almost in the middle of April. What's going it's on here? May here buddy. Yeah, there's a lot of delays, it seems, but it hasn't really affected as much as, you know, some things could be with delays. Everything kind of comes out. We read it, and review it and off we go. But 
This is Star Wars number 22, written by Charles Sewell, art by Ramon Rosanas, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, letters by VCs Clayton Cowles, The Last Division, this is called. Crimson Dawn is everywhere. Shara Bay, after infiltrating the Tarkins, well, has been captured by the Emperor Empire's Commander Zara. The Rebel Alliance's Sergeant Tess Dameron plans a rescue mission to save Shara from the Empire's clutches. Meanwhile, Leia Organa and the Rebels are welcoming a surprise guest on Home One. I said that I thought that Kira was going to pop up again very soon with Leia when they ended up seeing each other last time. It was one of those like, hey, if you ever need a favor, mm-hmm. I'm here. This seems where Kira's just coming in and saying, hey, I got some more favors that I can give you, but I need something in return. She's kind of playing the idea that they want the Crimson Dawn to make some money. It, it very much plays out like Jabba was dealing with with the Empire when you ended up having that whole deal going down. You know, who's going to sell what to who and whatnot. And because of all of these gangs and Jabba, all this stuff, Kira wants to kind of swoop in and be able to make some money. She wants to be this their, their supplier, I guess. Yeah, and it's funny because all through this, you end up having Leia just questioning, what is in it for you? What is in it for you? It just comes down to just supply and money, really, yep. by the end. And Leia is smart enough to know that Kira is benefiting from this empire versus the rebellion war type deal, and she's going to want to extend that. So extending it, though, luckily for Leia, kind of does mean at this point helping the rebels a little more because if they get wiped out, it's it's more likely them to get wiped out than the empire to get wiped out. So she's kind of in there, keep this thing going, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we start off on home one, the headquarters frigate of the Rebel Alliance, and once again. I, I swear to God, protocol droids are given the most shade in all of the stories. Right away, you end up having C-3PO. Hey, I mixed up some drinks here. Anybody's thirsty. Is he a chef, too? Like, what's going on? The idea where protocol droid is a weird enough designation because really, for what we get from C-3PO, translator it's more droid. Of just a translator. Now, protocol, and it made me finally decide, I want to see what's going on. With what would be a protocol type deal And there is a protocol officer in the United States Of course, you know, people listening to this could be worldwide But just in the United States, you have a chief of protocol uh, Is an officer of the United States Department of State It's a Rufus Gifford is this guy's (laughs) name, right? So I just, I looked up, what are this guy's duties? Is he ever mixing drinks and just bringing snacks? Because that's all we ever see these protocol droids doing and basically, protocol is responsible for advising the president of the United States, the vice president of the United States, the United States Secretary of State on matters of national and international diplomatic protocol. So if you're going to end up where, you know, you're going to China, you have to know what the protocol there is. Don't start giving the peace sign the way yeah, you, you, you know, Nixon did. You're going to end up upsetting people. That's Don't bow too low. Yeah, do this and, the, you know, they probably go through the deal. Yep. With that. There's nothing about mixing drinks here. You're not a bartender. It, it just, it always makes me laugh. Now, with that then, I also <laughs> wanted to say that this Rufus Gifford, this guy, he probably has education out the wazoo or whatever. And then I find out that his big thing is he was the producer of Daddy Daycare. And I'm like, all right, that's out the, the, the Arnold, deal. Was it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Was that what that was? No, that was the one with uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and must be an Eddie Murphy guy because also was the producer of Dr. Doolittle. Too, so <laughs> not as impressive as I thought. But this idea, and it's just a side deal. But please, I mean, 
C3PO, you don't have to mix up the drinks. I see C3PO yelling at you about which fork to use and how where to put which side of the put the napkin on. Like an etiquette droid. You you deactivate him. Right? That's all you do. <laughs> you go with that. I could just imagine like when you end up having Amp Rose, like, oh my God, you know, I need this protocol droid because I need to know in case I end up going off to Dagobah, I gotta know how to treat it. It would be sense. useless on uh Tatooine. Absolutely useless. It should have been a translator. From the beginning I think that the protocol droid sounds very fancy But still So they end up there there And yeah you have Kira Who's walking around and talking with Leia About this idea that there is one last division Oh my god you know I can give you If you help me out Scratch my back I'll scratch yours I'll send you the coordinates to the last division And Leia is like what? No we we got a lot still right There's still tons of them We just haven't heard from them She's like nope they're all gone And then ends up talking about Zara And the Tarkin's will That even on top of all this I'll let you know where the the last division is The one that's remaining now But I'll also give you a way That you can take out that Zara She has been the one who's going around And picking all these things off So you can get rid of her as well There's a problem that me and you both have By the end with when we talk about it because she even says i can send them wherever you need to be at any time and and does say to leia i have spies and people that are Mm -hmm. with me the crimson dawn everywhere including the ship here and that's why she says i understand leia you you might want to like kill me now or grab me and and put me in a cell but you know that i have people around here and that's going to cause that's why you're not going to do anything and yeah you end up she's She's right. And so she ends up even saying, you know, I have Empire deal. I, I know where this is. I can send the Zara and the Tarkins well anywhere that we can set up an ambush and you can take care of them, which is big because mm-hmm. Zara has been this thorn in their side with that and is really the reason why there's only that last one. And that is something that Zara is desperately trying to find and including the fleet with Leia. So you get all this and you know, they're agreeing on things at this point, shaking hands and stuff. It continues. But she's like, hey, can I talk to Chewbacca? <laughs> and the weird thing about this, and I said to you, it, it drove me nuts because I would love to think that the Star Wars universe has the technology as a Star Trek universe. Because, you know, Star Wars greater than Star Trek. But yep. you'd have a holographic danger room, a training room. Because what you're playing here is Charles Sewell is definitely playing the idea that you're led to believe that Chewbacca is in Jabba's palace right now, shooting and killing Boba Fett and everyone else. That's yeah, the play. She says, oh, Chewbacca, because Kira says, can I talk to Chewbacca? You know, me and him, we go back and I, I just want to say hi. Chewbacca's busy. Yeah, and she's, Chewbacca is bit, and you're like working <laughs> some things out. So you're like, what the heck is going on? I mean, this is the play where we know it can't be real because this messes up the timeline. It really, stri- but you end up like, are we going to start diverging away from things or whatever? And what you end up finding out is it is a training room. The problem I have there is Leia says, oh, Chewbacca's imagining things. It seems so weird. And all he is doing is fighting, you know, those training droids flying around, those balls that Luke ended yeah, up it's not being able to see. 99.99% imagination. Yeah, it, it's, and it, it threw me off a bit. Again, <laughs> it's nothing. It's a nitpick. But I, it ended up like. You're right. Why couldn't it be so cool to have a holographic room where you could end up doing this? And find Chewbacca is running around a room with a bunch of those balls zipping around, yelling and spit. It must have been the craziest thing to watch. Like him just running around. I can imagine he's like, ah, and that's like, we, take that Boba Fett. 
Maybe we know they have holograms, though, because they have that in that chess game they play, don't yeah. they? Yeah. They also end up saying later that they had holographic evidence of the fleet. Yeah. Give them some holograms. Just give them a danger room here where you could actually have some really cool things play out. But instead, it's Chewbacca in an empty room with a bunch of balls floating around. I'm surprised <laughs> he doesn't have the blast shield down. I can't see them with the blast shield down. But yeah, he's imagining things like a, a insane guy. And you end up where there. With that, you never really have the meeting. Right? It's almost like Kira's like, she just she stares at him. down to him. It doesn't even, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, I want to talk to him. Like, I don't know. He'll be mad. It's to throw out the idea. He'll be mad at, you know, what you did. He's with got his hand on. on the trigger. Yeah. Hey, what you did with Han, you know, those Wookiees, they carry a grudge. And I, I just wonder what Lando's thinking at this point, because Kira, where she even says, you're yelling at me. I mean, a lot of steps before I ended up getting a hold of Carbonite Han. You know, there are a lot of people, Lando, Darth Vader, Boba Fett, all these things where I'm hardly the worst in this lot. And when Leia says, well, they have grudges, they have those Wookiees. I'm like, you ended up having Lando get choked out a little, and then that's it. And he's on, so crazy. Hey, there's Chewie. What's going on, Chewie? And then we move on, and we continue on into the Tarkin's Will, where you do have Shara Bay, who is being tortured. This is actually a big scene, because she ends up, she's not going to give up any goods. She's never going to do this. She ends up telling him where she hid who she might have killed while she was hiding that. And you end up having, again, very hands-on Zara. It's like Kira is very hands-on with the Crimson Dawn. Zara likes mm-hmm. to get really involved in things. So she's there doing the torture and stuff like that and ends up saying, I know all this. I we know what you did because we saw even that Zara kind of put two and two together and realized that it was Shara Bay, uh, you know, taking out some things and whatnot. But she says, we need coordinates and goes through a whole deal. She even wants commanders who ended up surviving the Battle of Hoth. She is she really everything. going down to like everything. Mm-hmm. And so with this going on, first off, I'm surprised that you have Shara still on the Tarkins. Well, this seems like this would be really, really big and kind of let's go back and Emperor, you know, stuff like that. But they're doing it here. And the big thing is, oh, you're going to talk because I know where your young son Poe is. And you end up where you get a hologram of Poe there. And she does know exactly what's going on. She Mm -hmm. says, your father is raising him. We know where the planet is. We know all that. This is why that is such big info that I just think that maybe Zara might end up getting killed or or close to in the next couple issues because she's starting to throw out like you can't have Poe. You know, go down. So, what's going to happen? Are they going to alert? Are they going to get off the planet? Are are they on that planet at the end? I don't know. But Mm -hmm. yeah, this idea of you're going to talk or I'm going to kill your son, maybe your father as well. Uh, And she's like, I'll talk. You know, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. She should know better that they're they're still going to go after Poe, even if she tells everything. But you end up where you have the ending where Kira is, and I'm saying the ending of the meeting. Kira's like, okay, so we're good. I'm going to give you these coordinates. I'm going to end up sending Commander Zara wherever you want at any time. We'll do yep. that. We'll set that up. But, yeah, we'll get the supply. And you end up and you even said you get Amelin Holdo, who is the <laughs> Laura Dern character, like you said, in the last two movies, eight and nine. And so she's there. And I love the idea where she's going to be the liaison between Kira. They're going to work things out. It lets Leia keep an eye on Kira as well. 
But then you end up having a thing where Kira leaves and, uh, hey, you trust her? Not really, but you're going to watch out, you know, Holdo, you're going to, you're going to do that. And it, it takes a lot off my shoulders. And then she says, that's nothing new, Leia. I've been carrying your weight ever since we were teenagers. And now Leia starts like joking around and, and she gives the, you know, how dare you? How gives dare the old dress. You, you yeah. dare mock a general of the Rebel Alliance. She's laughing about it. I swear to God that Holdo then says, my apologies, princess, as a shade throwing deal, as if like, you're not a real general. Yeah, general, princess, make up your mind. Yeah, you're just a princess that Leia really wants to push the general. Uh, no, no, no. You, you, you know, I never bought that general stuff. Yeah, with I the like, princess, yeah. I, they have, they hardly have anybody there. I mean, I'm telling you, if me and you were there, we'd be at least a sergeant. Uh, <laughs> but you end up where, okay, well, we'll do all this, and this will be great because now we can find out. We'll, we'll get to where we can ambush the Tarkins' will, and we'll be able to save, you know, the the deal. Uh, Shay. So he ends up. Hey, uh, get a hold of Kess Dameron. He'll be in. The, oh, you Uh-oh. didn't know he already left, and this screws it up. But it'll end up being the idea that without them leaving before, you couldn't have had a rescue because I don't yep. know how Leia and the entire Rebel fleet is just going to pop in and somehow save Shara at the same time that they're going to destroy the Tarkins. Well, I think that this will end up being a lucky coincidence. So Leia. I mean, again, Leia at one point said, you don't go anywhere. They were talking and saying, and, and she's now like, oh, you got to respect that. I'm like, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> but you end up having the Starlight Squadron and the Pathfinders. They end up going to, again, they had the coordinates from what Shay ended up sending them, or Shara, I mean. Mm-hmm. And you end up, I keep saying Shay for some reason. I'm thinking of Aaron. But you end up where Shara had sent those coordinates. So they're going to go. They're going to pop in. And the big thing is the Starlight Squadron will you know, kind of delay things. They'll start fighting a distraction while the Pathfinders get on the ship. They go through where they're going to explain again that the Tarkin's will has damage that was done during the Battle of Yom, and they put it as a badge of honor because they think that they did this and that. And you have the two sides. What? What are they? What's honorable about that? They're jerks. But if you are part of the Empire, you're kind of, you had a lot of people die and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we already covered this. Yes. So they, they're going to go in on that. While the distraction goes and Zara realizes right away that, hey, these I, I love the idea. I think that she's like, well, our stormtroopers in the type they stink. They they can't hit, the you know, an ocean of water. But these rebels, they're pretty good, but they're just kind of evading. They're not taking down the tie fighters. So there's something. It's a distraction. There's problem. Suddenly they get alerted that the. The terrorist hotline that we talked about <laughs> issues and issues ago where all you have to do is like beep, boop, 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 rebel scum. And they're like, OK, let's go. They end up getting a tip that a, a rebel fleet, probably the last rebel fleet, is at these coordinates on this planet. Now, with that, they even say you said they say we got holographic evidence. What? Mm-hmm. But you can only think. That this is part of the plan that Kira had said about, because you do end up having Lay in the rubble. So, why are you sending the Tarkins, Will, and Zara anywhere near a rebel fleet? You don't need to do that. You are setting this up so that you can, you know, dupe them and ambush them. And the reason I have a problem with it is that when you have Zara say, okay, 
screw this fight. This is nonsense. Get to hyperspace. Let's go. They even leave the fighters, and it's kind of funny. I mean, it's pretty if messed I was up. In a type, if I was a stormtrooper in a type, I'm, what the heck? Because they just leave them out there. They don't call them back. They just zip She off. says we'll be back to pick them up, but you know that's not happening. I love the idea. She goes, we'll be back to pick them up. But if they can't survive, they're not worth it anyway. They're never going back for a couple of TIE fighters. They're going to be dead from they're the dead. Uh, Starlight Squadron I'm anyway. I'm telling you, I would have, wherever I'm close to, I'm I'm going. I'm AWOL right away because oh, I'm yeah. pissed. Deserting. Yeah, so you end up where they hit in the hyperspace. And the problem that I had, and again, we talked about, I guess when you hit hyperspace, whatnot, you're going to have a force shield, whatever. But you already have, you know, Cast Dameron and the Pathfinders are already on the Tarkin's will at this point. So they end up hitting it. They're on a bridge in open space. Now, you can say anything you want, but even before the hyperspace. Yeah, that's saying that there's atmosphere there for yeah, them to it's, breathe. It's a weird play that I just think that they wanted to give that visual that it's they a cool definitely visual. are on the ship because you have the hyperspace. It is. So the deal, though, is again. I think this just sets up. You have to do that because somebody has to be in that ship to save Shara and get the heck out before, you know, all hell breaks loose. And even with that, where I don't know about these disguises that the Pathfinders have as well. I He looks like Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, he does look why, like why is he in there with that? I, I would have thought that maybe they have a couple of Stormtrooper helmets around or something, <laughs> something that you can do. He looks like Lawrence of Arabia as they go in. And so he says, Sharon knows the lay of the land. He's not aware that she's being tortured, that she's in the detention. He must still think that she's kind of hanging in this area. They're just going to go in. I don't know. In my mind, they just start yelling, Shara, you here? And then she comes out and they bail. But she, that's not the case. And even so, Zara realizes that they are, hey, they're doing this. They must have people on, you know, put some more guards in the detention level, make mm-hmm. sure. Which does kind of in a cool way, if they do it, set up, you know, Luke getting Leia, but it will be Kess getting Shara. So that's kind of a cool deal. Um, but says she'll know how to get off. We'll just grab a ship in here. We'll, we'll be fine. We've got a lot we'll of assumptions here. Yeah, yeah. He's really counting on it. Again, <laughs> he trusts, you know, Shara to the, I don't know, the other Pathfinders are probably like, what did we get ourselves into here? But you then go to this next scene where Zara and the Tarkins will pop onto Panesia, the Rebel Alliance Fleet, Second Division. There right you the go. There's the fleet, right? Why send them to the... Because there is a ship that is hovering above that gets destroyed. It gets, how many people died so that you could come in here? You did not need to lead them to the fleet itself. And if you said, well, that's not the case. We, if you don't think Kira ended up doing that, sending them where there's an actual fleet, then why and how do you end up having Leia and the fleet pop in to stop them? This is the plan here. At one point, Leia might have been good to say, make sure you don't send them somewhere. Because with that, it's funny. Kira, it's the the kind of the small print. She said, I'm going to get you to where you can take down Zara. And I'll also get you to where that last fleet is. I think that she's trying to kill two birds with one stone. Boom, they're all at the same place. Yeah. How many people are dead? Well, everybody in that ship. And then there's planetary bombardment, it looks yeah, like. you end up where they're just lighting that planet on fire now. That usually doesn't go so well. No, people and people are like, oh my God, they found us. They found us. You end up having transports. You end up having shuttles, TIE fighters. They're all going down. 
And in that deal, too, I love, too, the hands-on with, with Zara, who's like, get me my outfit. I love when she puts that outfit on. Oh, and she's like half Darth Vader, right? <laughs> and the idea that you're going to get the commander who's now going to walk around corridors to try to pick off this rebel, t- it's kind of silly. I, I, somebody has to step up and say, you're too important for this. Like, let somebody else do it, but she likes to do things on her own. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you end up at the end where, boom, the whole rebel fleet just entire fleet comes in and then zara ends up saying well you know they think they won this is actually pretty good for us because i couldn't have planned this better now you have it basically again kira setting up that the entire rebellion is now right there where there's the tarkin's will and this could go really really wrong and there was no reason for it so i hope that leia we don't get a reaction from leia here Mm-hmm. That next issue, she better be pissed and she better say, what the heck is Kira doing setting this up like this? But I, I think it's just a weird play that Charles Sewell's just going to go with it. But it seems odd that you wouldn't have duped them to just go somewhere randomly, somewhere around a moon or something where there's Or like nothing. 50 miles south or something. Yeah, a- anywhere, anywhere in that. It's a big <laughs> galaxy. You could send them anywhere and you could dupe. They say we have holographic evidence, dupe that. You end up having Kira say... She has people. I'm sure that Kira even has people in the Crimson Dawn right there on the Tarkin's will. You're almost going with the idea that these are those, you know, zealots that are all upset about the Death Star being destroyed. So maybe it's a solid crew, but I don't think that there's too many people. So she could have tricked them to go somewhere where there's not the rebel fleet. And then they pop in. What's going on? Oh, my God, we got bad intel. Boom, the rebel fleet also would already be there. Why is the Rebel Fleet not waiting for them? The Rebel they, Fleet should have been there first. They yeah. pop in after. A, Everybody should have been hidden yeah. off the ground. They went they underground have, somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I, but again, yeah. you can play the deal. I, I'm I'm going to trust Charles still now that, you know, Kira's playing weird games here with this that maybe she shouldn't. But I really think that this is just how it was supposed to be. But now we're going to have a big fight and we'll have to see. You have to at least save Shara. And in that, like I said, they are on the the Tarkin's will. They save Shara as maybe the Tarkin's will gets destroyed or gets damaged. I mean, whatever, it's possible that they only got off that first shot or two, and then they got attacked by the rebels. So it's minimal damage. Maybe there is a ship that, and and in a in a time when they were saying they were desperate for ships and people, you just destroyed a ship that is over what looks like a you know makeshift town. They're dead now. I see a transport on the There's side. There's a girl there. down there whittling. Yeah, with yeah, a knife. doing that whittling. Now she's business. dead. They're yelling. It's just it seems very odd. But uh, at the end, it's okay. You get a lot of things setting up and going. Uh, I just wonder, and I, I, it would be weird if you got rid of Zara, though. Even the Tarkins will getting destroyed seems like it'd be odd at this point because we really they've just kind of been in the background, being this menace and whatnot. So I even so. Me and you both, I think, agree that uh, Zara will probably yeah. survive, even if everything else goes. She'll get out like Darth Vader and stuff like that. Though I also laughed too, where I was waiting for Wedge because Wedge is part of the Starlight Squadron. I was waiting for him to have engine failures and stuff and fail like he always does. Guy <laughs> survives every battle by by never being in most of them. But yeah, except you know the final deal. But that's coming up. So with all that though, what would you give this? 8.5, I think. Yeah, I think I'll give it an 8.5. It, again, it, I had these little nitpicks and stuff like that, and I don't understand, but that could be part of the story. 
We'll have to see. I mean, it's a cool background story going on here. And I actually like Zara. I think that she's pretty cool. We mm-hmm. just we never get tons of her, but when we do, she's pretty badass. And I like her, so I think that she would survive, though. She seems like somebody who would definitely go down with the ship, though. You know, that whole idea of that. So I, we'll have to see how it goes. Well, she could have one of those, like, redemption arcs, you know, where she joins up with the rebels or something. Who knows? I mean, there's so many things you could do. We'll have to see. I mean, she could end up being real pissed off at the Crimson Dawn and, and going all after that, them yeah. as well. Yeah, so we'll see. Because we know we'll Crimson Dawn goes. is going down soon. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep going on with that and kind yeah. of go with these delays. Next week, again, there's no book coming out, so we're going to do the Darth Vader book that came out this week. I have not read it yet, so I'm looking nope. forward to that, see what's going on, and then we'll get back to, you know, the Bounty Hunter deal. We have the... Dr. Afra, but then we have that Obi-Wan coming out that we're going to check out and also the Chewbacca and Han. So we're getting a couple more books. It's weird to not have a book in a, in a week because we're getting, you know, so many, but we'll see how it goes. But everybody, thanks a lot. Thanks for joining me, Matt. Get yep. over to the uh, Twitters at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com for reviews, written reviews, and then also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science where we have a bunch of marvel things including a weekly spotlight that comes out every thursday night and this week we ended up talking about electra number 100 and captain carter number two so go and see all the political talk in that captain carter oh my goodness but (laughs) that is that thanks everybody and we'll talk to you next week you are all weirdos Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.